Hey, how y'all doing? It's Bryce Baker, and y'all listening to the Monarchist Basketball Show. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Basketball Show. Tonight, we're excited that we've got the six foot five, 195-pound guard from Olney Charter High School out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Tyrone Williams. Tyrone, welcome to the world best and only ODU podcast. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic tonight. Thanks again for joining us, Ty. All right, so you came here from Oregon. I'd love to know what kind of made the choice for Old Dominion right for you. Uh, I actually, it was, I think it was, uh, my, my main thing was Coach Jones, uh, how when I got here, he just kept everything real, let me know what he needed from me. And I think it felt my description, like, of what I wanted to move forward on or, and that's, that's mainly it. Like I felt as soon as I, my visit, I, I felt like this is where I wanted to be. All right, Ty. So, and we've talked to a lot of student athletes and everybody's journey is a little bit different, both, you know, coming from high school to college, um, so talk to us a little bit about your journey. Obviously, you graduated high school, and then you played for a few seasons at Grayson County Community College, where you were a prolific scorer and led the nation. Um, talk to us about you know your high school recruiting and then the kind of junior college path leading you to where you are now. Uh, coming out of high school, I didn't really have any offers uh, besides that JUCO. And um, my mentor played for the coach that's at the JUCO I went to, Coach Monarch. Uh, so he was telling me like <clears throat> that Coach Monarch wanted me. He was like, uh, would he think it would be a great fit? He think my uh, my style of play is how Monarch want is like is how I, how I play. So I think that was like that was the main thing. I, and I actually wanted to get away from home a little bit, so I went down there, and it was um, it was something like I actually like. I fell in love with Dawn. Man, who had a great bond, and uh, he let me play my game. And his his style of play is scoring the ball. We averaged 110 points, so. It worked out pretty good in my favor. That's awesome. So you mentioned it. There was a couple of things that you had in mind that you wanted to do at your next stop that Jeff Jones was kind of in line with. What were those things that you were kind of interested in growing your game with? Um, see, at Oregon, I, I got taken away from my game, which was me scoring the ball. I mean, I became a defender and a rebounder, which is not bad. It was, I mean, it was good for the team, but I just felt like that took away of where I needed to be going to the next level. So once I got back to... When he told me he needed a score, and I told him that was like that was that was what I needed, and I was like, okay, that's good. Like I think this is a fit for me. I need to get back into that mood where I was playing in my JUCO at the highest level. All right, Ty. So let's talk about the development. I, you know, there's a number of coaches on staff, and Mike and I are, you know, blessed to be able to come out to practice uh, every once in a while and kind of check out what's going on there. Is there a uh, is there a coach, one of the assistant coaches, that's kind of works with you primarily on some of those things that you're trying to take to the next level? Uh, yes. They all actually wants me to be the best, a better player I can be. Uh, Crisco, Coach Crisco is the main person. He wants me to show how to get play on two feet, play on, with my pivot, or get downhill. He sees that me getting downhill is the, is the best attribute I got. So he tells me all the time, drive, 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 drive the ball. And when I get open shots, that's my opportunity. That's when I shoot the ball the best. So he helps me a lot with that. So I, I had a talk with Chris, Crisco and JJ before the season, and they told us that you really like to go right. And yeah, uh, they also said that you have one of the fastest first steps they've seen 
And you can kind of see it because everyone knows you want to go right and they still can't stop it because of that first step. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people know that I'm left-handed, but they don't understand me going right is better than going is better for me because I, I I'm getting back to my left regardless of how you send me, but when you send me right, that left foot is up. So that's the, that's better for me. And it's hard for you to transition back into the, to get back in front. That's why I like going right more than I go left, even though I'm left-handed. All right. So obviously you're a monarch now coming to Norfolk. Uh, what, when did, when did you get here and what were some of the first things that you did once you got on campus? I got here in May. And when I first got here, I started off, I started working early. I got in the weight room early. I got to say early. So um, I, I started off lifting weights fast. Uh, then I got in the gym with the coaches. They was helping me get better, get stronger. That was the most thing. That's what I really, when I got here, that's what happened the most. So a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with Coach Saha, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. And actually, it worked out good because, I mean, you can see it in, in my gameplay. I'm I'm down there banging. I'm playing the, I'm playing the forest a lot in, in the game. So it helped, it helped out. All right. So you came here from the Pac-12, obviously one of the better basketball conferences with great fan support. Has there been a surprise for you at all? Coming to ODU and playing in the Sun Belt? Oh uh, yeah, have. Uh, I mean, it's it's a competitive league. I mean, way more than what I thought it was gonna be. Uh, also with the fans, like I, I mean, I didn't know coming in to ODU that we led the uh, the nation in fan attendance. So when I when I came here and we got our first like I seen it. I mean, I, my first time seeing it was really when we played JMU the first game, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. I, I enjoyed it. Well, you led me right into my next question. I was gonna ask since you. You've come to Old Dominion and started, um, you know, the Sun Belt Conference games. If besides the TED, if you've got a favorite place, a favorite environment that you've played in so far, um, it's definitely home. Uh, home is, is like it's crazy. Like uh, the the support we have, even though we're not having the season we want, it's like the support is crazy. They everybody showed love. They want us to win, even when we're down and coming back from being down. The, the support is like they're still there, like they're there with us down 20, up 20. Yeah, that's Monarch Nation. We love our hoops. Yeah. All right. So I think we can all agree that the future for you is probably playing professional basketball. Absolutely. How has this experience at Old Dominion prepared you to get where you want to go? I mean, fighting through adversity is like the main thing. Like even when you're not playing your best basketball, you still have to fight through it and just try to try to win. Like, I mean, play your best, help your team. So I imagine you've kind of you got a lot of basketball left this season, um, and a lot of things can happen. But eventually, uh, eventually, when the game stops for you, whether that hopefully that's a long time now playing professionally, have you thought about what you want to do once your playing career in basketball is over? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to start my own trucking company, and like I knew, I knew the basketball stopped stopped dribbling at some point, so. Once that stop happened, I just want to start my own trucking company and like, and then to just take care of my son, basically start enjoying life with my kid. That's awesome. You're talking like a uh, uh, what kind of truck? Like long long haul over the road? Are you talking about uh, you know within the city of delivering kind of local stuff? Like across country. Like uh, I, I want to start off getting my CDL. So once I do that, I can maybe once I do that, I can start. Uh, like I want to start off that way, and then I'll just. Buy, buy some trucks and then have people drive for me. All right, so I got to ask, 
What inspired this kind of career path dream for you? My stepfather, he was he was doing it, so I grew up into it, and like I see that with the money he was making for, from it, and I was like, I, I think this would be a good, a good like uh, occupation for me. This is one of the most interesting answers we've gotten with this question easily, because yeah. most everyone's like, I want to be a coach, yeah, or I want to be involved in the game somehow. But this, right? I, I love this answer. It's it's a real life goal that is attainable, yep. and I, I hope you you hit your goals, man. That's awesome. Appreciate that. I'm working. All right. So we, we try to do some fun questions each episode. And uh, this is where we're, we're going to go with that now. Um, since you've only been here since May, but have you right. found a favorite restaurant yet in Norfolk? I have not yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm such a basic eater. So even if I have, like, if I was to go to like the, uh, a fancy restaurant or anything, I would still get like the regular foods. And I'm definitely a basic eater. I'm not really someone who just tries out, experience a lot of things. All right, well then, what is that basic meal, that pregame meal that you're going to have every time you, you go out? I'm a, I'm a chicken and fries type of guy. <laughs> That's always a solid choice. All right, so since we're on food, normally we do like one question with food, but and maybe people ask you this question, and it might be cliche, but when I see that you're from Philly, all I can think of is I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I'm really hungry right now, is a Philly cheesesteak. I don't know if you're – okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, one – Tell us about where your favorite cheesesteak is if you're back in Philly. And then two, have you found a place around here that's decent? My favorite is Delisandro's uh in Philadelphia. But I and I and I'm not a guy who I don't I don't even try the cheesesteaks unless I am in Philly, so no, I have not tried it anywhere else. All right. So Philly cheesesteak question here. With whiz or without? Without. Yes. You have to get it without. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so every time we have one of y'all on, I always have to ask this question. Mike is a big lover of music. I am too. We tend to listen to different sorts of things, but I'm always trying to expand uh -huh. my horizons. And I didn't lift this morning, so tomorrow's going to be a heavy lifting day. So if you're going to tell me who I need to plug into Spotify, who should it be? Because I'm going to do it tomorrow morning. Little baby, little baby, or Meek Mill. Okay, then I'm going to do Meek Mill because I've already got little baby from earlier in the season so yeah. and mike gives me a hard time if i write down the same yeah. the same ones yeah meek mill give you a lot of motivation man and uh, i noticed when you are introduced at the ted they play meek mill for you yes sir was that a request or did they just know you're a philly guy they're gonna play me no it, it was definitely a, it was definitely a request okay all right uh do you have a favorite basketball movie um like mike absolutely now, they must – do you guys play that in the bus or something? Because it seems like everyone on the team says like Mike. No, nah, I mean, that's a great movie. I mean, I don't think it gets no better than that. That's fair. All right. I'm not going to ask your question, Mike, because I know you, you've got at least one more that you always – you've been asking lately. First time question. So I won't, I won't ask that. All right, Ty. So I know if I ask you this question, where your favorite place on campus is, I don't want you to say what Coach Jones or Coach Donahue wants to hear is say either the Mitch or Chartway. So if it's not, you can't pick the Mitch and you can't pick Chartway. If you got a couple minutes and you're going to go somewhere else on campus just to kind of unwind, where is that favorite place? Uh, I would say the JJ because of Miss Amy. Well, it sounds, it sounds like Miss Amy is pretty cool and probably is a, uh, a good resource. Yeah, she's, she's one of my favorite persons, the Jim awesome. Jarrett building. So I get to visit Miss Amy. 
All right, so this is a question he was trying to pump up. How old were you when you first dumped? I was actually a junior in high school. I was 17. Okay. And then what was that the same year you did it in a game? Uh, yep. All right, tell us about that dunk and how it felt. Uh, when I first did it, I didn't I was in shock like I mean, my teammates was more happy than for me than I was cuz I was so into the game like I don't know, I think my agility was just running so once I, once I did it, I was like I just ran back down the court. Like, I didn't celebrate anything. I was just so in shock. Like, wait, did I just dunk a ball? And ever since then, I just I just wouldn't stop dunking. All right, that's awesome. Especially since there was no reaction. You are just kind of like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. All right. So did you have any missed ones before that? Uh, I never. I tried them. Like, I, I would I'd go to the playground. My friend like, yo, try to dunk the ball. Try to dunk the ball. And I would, like, I would try to dunk it. And I would, like, not even get close. So I'm like, this point is I just stopped doing it. And then, like, one time, I think we had we was in a gym where it's, like, a nine-foot rim, and I was just dunking. It was easy. I'm like, wait, I can dunk if it's one foot higher. And then I actually did it, and I made the dunk. And I was like, wow, I'm going to start trying this. Yeah. And then I tried it in a 10-foot in the game, and I actually did it. And I was like, it was so shocking. I never looked back after that. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to give you a choice of a few different basketball plays, and I want to know which one's going to get you the most hype. All right, so first choice is going to be a chase down block. The second is going to be taking a charge at a really critical time during the game. And then the third is going to be a big dunk over a dude, which is the one that's going to get you the most hype. The chase down block. Yeah. I like, I mean, because I'm not, I don't do that often. So when I do it, it's like, it just get me going. Like, I want to do it a lot. Like Chauncey is, Chauncey is on our team. He's very good at that. So when he do it, I get, I get, I get more excited than him. And I'll be telling him like, I, I always wanted to do, some, like, get chased down block. It's the coolest play in sports. Yeah, it's the coolest play in basketball. It is. Uh, you get a block, which is hyped, but you're also chasing the dude down. I mean, it's just such such a cool play. It it is fun to watch because. Yeah, exactly. I, I love it. I love chase down blocks. Even though I don't get them off, I just love it. It's almost like I've noticed with Chauncey, it seems like he's getting better and better about it. It's like stalking your prey. You can see him change speeds. Yeah. It's like I've got this guy set up. And we I don't yeah. think we've seen a guy who's been so good at it at Old Dominion since probably Kent Bazemore used to do it a lot. It's, it's Yeah. One thing about him, he's not afraid to jump. He don't care if you want for the dunk or anything. He's not, he's not afraid. He knows his athleticism. Is, is really good, so he's going to take his chances. All right, so in your basketball career, you've had a lot of games, a lot of points. I mean, you led the country at JUCO for two years. Is there a certain moment in your basketball career that you're going to look back on and, like, that is the moment that I'll cherish forever? I think uh, scoring my 2,000 point, that, that was a big moment because, like, I didn't never think I was going to reach that mark entering college. I'm thinking I was just going to have a regular career. Once I did that, it was like it was crazy. I felt like I cheated. Like, cause only four people in JUCO did that all over, all over. Like, in the history of JUCO, only four people did that, and I'm one of them. That's pretty impressive. Is the is there anything that yeah. about Old Dominion or when you showed up that really surprised you that you weren't expecting in a really positive way? Uh, the facilities. Like, I mean, I knew this was a smaller division than where I came from, but when I seen the facilities, I was like, oh yeah, this is impressive. All right. We know you've had a tough season here at Old Dominion. You have Jeff getting sick. You have a couple of teammates who have been dismissed. And you guys aren't winning as much as 
anticipated. But talk to us about where the team is and where you guys think you can get to by the end of this regular season. I mean, I think we still have a chance. We're seeing phases of where we're really good or where we locked in when it's like we're, we're at our best. It's just like we got to just all put everything together as one, and then I think we're, we're going to be good. We can make a nice run in the conference tournament. That's what I believe. And I think everybody else believes that too. Well, no, definitely Mike and I believe that. I mean, we've seen, you know, I, I wouldn't even say glimpses. We've seen long stretches of that where you guys are playing yeah. playing so well as a team and moving the ball a lot and just locking down defensively. Um, but it just hasn't been super, super consistent. But when you guys are on, I mean, you can compete against anyone. And not even compete, yeah. I mean, in stretches, dominate teams. Right. So we know that you guys can do it. And I know Monarch Nation knows that you can do it. And that's why we, you got 6,000, 6,500 people you know, still showing up. So we are all with you guys. Right. Yeah, I think the whole team sees that too. Like, I mean, we had meetings with, like, with our coaches and we just talked and said, like, what we're what we going to do and how can we how can we win? All right, Ty. Well, thank you so much. If you have an outgoing message for Monarch Nation, we really would love to hear it. I just want everybody to stay with us. I mean, we're going to clean everything up. Like, I think we're going to get a lot done and we appreciate y'all support. And if y'all keep supporting us, we're going to make y'all proud. All right, we believe it. Thank you, Ty, and go Monarch. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. What's up, Monarch Nation? This is Aaron from The Monarchist. We'll have more about this on an upcoming episode, but as some of you may have seen, we signed on as partners with SANIL and the Pride of ODU Collective. We did this largely to keep the show free for fans and make it a self-sustaining project, as it can get pricey to bring you this content. Even better, this allows fans another way to help the university. With every ad read we had, that means dollars for the collective. So just by listening or visiting our website, you are helping our student athletes. Another great perk of this partnership is our new relationship with Roback. Roback makes some of the most comfortable polos and pullovers on the market, and they look sharp. Right now, with code MONARCHS, our listeners can receive 20% off their order. And with each sale, with that code, a commission will go to the pride of ODU. So you save money on great clothing while supporting our student athletes. Just use code MONARCHS at checkout, get 20% off, and help ODU thrive. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back, Monarch Nation. We are here with 6'7", 220-pound forward, Danny Pounds from Atlanta, Georgia. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing great, man. How about you? We're doing fantastic. So we were at the basketball dinner in the preseason, and we know you had a very sharp outfit. Uh, so it's clear you like fashion. Are you the best-dressed player on the team? And if not, who is? I really say when I when I dress, I focus on more of my shoes. I'm a shoe person, so I really dress for my shoes, not actually the outfit. So I'll say I'm, I'm maybe it's either between me or I'll say Emo Essien. He, he'll dress for, for a little guy. He can, he can kind of dress. I'm not surprised with that at all because we've heard last year during the show, we heard that uh, 
you know that what what was the quote I think that said that that emo was a certified lover boy. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah he it, emo carries himself very well, so I could totally see that. Yeah. All right, so I do have to follow this up, Mike. I mean, Mike asked about the best. Is there a least fashionable guy that's just kind of like you know what I I just want to get work done. I don't care about that stuff. I would go with Leroy. <laughs> I'm going with Leroy. What is it about Leroy's gear that just doesn't work? He'll throw a beanie on with any outfit, no matter the color. He'll throw it on, put a little jacket on, jacket don't go with his pants. He don't, he don't be caring. I just know he don't care. I don't ever say nothing to him. <laughs> all right. All right. So this is your freshman year. Before you picked Old Dominion, what was it that stood out for you for, about Old Dominion that made you want to come here? Well, I'll say, like, being one of the first schools to, like, reach out to me and show interest to have an official visit there. Like, really, you know, showing love early on before my season at Spire even started, that played a big part. All right, so let's take a step back to high school. I was Googling Danny Pounds basketball a little bit, and I saw something that said that you played a little football also. One, is that true? And two, if it is, tell us a little bit about your football career and kind of what you did. Man, so I played football as well as basketball growing up as a kid. I always was a dual sport player and I didn't stop playing football until my sophomore year in high school. So my football career was actually great. I love football. I was pretty good. I played quarterback and receiver. I was playing both. They was like moving me to different positions throughout the game. And I I was be more of a I compare myself to like Lamar Jackson because I wanted to run the ball and throw it while I was running or either or like it was just real fun for me because I was being able to do almost everything. So I had some wheels on me too though. So I was really moving fast. I do like jet reverses out of the receiver position, and it was just just that was really fun. Like I didn't care about winning or losing at that time. <laughs> All right, so you're a freshman you have some things you want to work on what are those things that you want to get better at and how do you think you're progressing so far i want to get better well i want to get better and more confident about shooting the ball and dribbling i know i have like the skill set too i just want to be able to be comfortable to do that and i also want to get my player iq up also like being aware of when and what to do at what time and having like awareness of my teammates and knowing where to, how to get them going in other positions too. So, and I feel like my progress towards that is, you know, I'm getting there, but I still, like, ain't grasped it yet. Well, I know you're working hard because Saturday, Saturday there were two basketball games. So the women played at, I can't remember, 1 o'clock maybe. Yeah, 1 o'clock. So, yeah, so I, I was out there early to cover that game, and I stuck around in between games. And... I think it was probably two hours prior to your game, maybe a couple minutes before that. You were the one dude that was out on the court. You were out there with Coach Robinson, and you guys were working on all parts of your game. I mean, you were working on inside, outside, shooting the ball a lot, footwork, baby hook, all kinds of stuff. Talk to us about working with Coach Robinson on what appears to be kind of your total game. Um, I really love working with Coach Robinson because he can see, you know, as a coach perspective, he can see what I can't. And also, I also like that he has, like, professional experience so he can tell me what is going to work and what's not. So also being working out with him, he gives me the look of, oh, it's going to be a defender here or 
what's going to be here, what's going to be more realistic in the game than more of a, oh, now. Also, he also works with me when it comes to, like, my future talent, so what I have to come up to be and not just me in the post, posting up and doing layups and stuff the whole game. He looks more they like, oh, you have to be ready for the bigger stuff now, early on, and not waiting until, you know, the future. And we asked the coach KD about you after the game, and the one thing he said he wanted to see from you was to play defense more offensively. Can you talk to us about that, how that's progressing for you? I've been trying to work on my defense, my defense a lot. I feel like more of my problem is, like, not trying to foul but be aggressive at the same time. And I actually, like, trying to pick and choose which game to be more aggressive because the other teams be aggressive with us and we do it. It's kind of looking a little wacky. I'm like, come on, like, what can we and can't do? But at the same time, it's, I'm all about being smart defensively with what I'm going to do reaction-wise and how to read the plays and defensive minds of where to be on the court in the right time. So it's like I feel like it's getting there, but at the same time what Coach KD is saying is more like make sure I'm doing the same thing every time, being more consistent with me on defense. All right, so when you first showed up to, to Old Dominion, was there one thing in particular that kind of surprised you about, you know, either being on campus, college basketball, being a college student, you know, whatever it is that kind of that you weren't expecting? What really got me excited or, you know, interested was like how much the show, the fans show up a lot to the games. It was more like, oh, dang, like a lot of colleges don't get the opportunity for everybody to show up. I might have a lot of people that go to the school, but everybody don't go to the games. So just having the fact that everybody's coming out to see the games, it means a lot, you know. All right. I think we need to kick off the fun questions, Aaron. Let's do it. All right. What is your favorite pregame meal? Pre-game meal. I say shrimp Alfredo pasta. But at the same time, we don't always get that. <laughs> so it ain't going to be perfect. But before I play, I most likely I don't ever eat too much. It either be salad or some fruit, maybe some bread rolls, something slight, nothing too crazy. That's what I, I was thinking. Man, if I ate – well, first off, I can't jump very high anyways. But if I had some chicken Alfredo before – I had to go out and play a basketball game like that. Whoo, that was. <laughs> you guys are tough. So, all right. So, if you guys come off of a long road trip and you, the coaches say, you know, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a day off, and you and a couple of the guys want to go get something to eat out out in town. You got a favorite restaurant that you've picked out? Ooh, here I feel like I like brunch here more than dinner restaurants. Okay, what you got for brunch? For brunch, I'm going with – I actually like the egg. It's not too far from campus. The egg is a solid spot. It's not it, – it's not too much going on, and it's not so amped up and nice looking, but it is a good spot. They serve some good food there. That's a good call. I love the egg for breakfast. It's a yeah. – what do you staple? All right. How old were you when you first dunked? Ooh, let me see. Eighth grade, I was probably like – what, 15, 14? I don't know how old I was. I think you were probably grade. 13 in eighth grade. Maybe younger, maybe a little younger, because I know I was like, I was six foot at the time. So I I, um, I ended up, it was an in game duck too. I ended up catching a, a lob, which he threw it up for a pass. It's supposed to be an over the head pass, but I turned it into a dunk because I was running full court. <laughs> how hyped were you? Well, I was shocked because it was more of a, 
Because at the time, I couldn't just grab the ball and run and dunk it. I was, like, uncoordinatedly that couldn't do that. So when it comes to, like, jumping up to get the ball, I had the coordination to do that. But when I would jump to get the ball and I looked at the rim, I was right there. So I was like, <laughs> so it's it surprised the best out of me and my team at the time. All right. So you're from Atlanta. I'm going to take a step back to food again. I said earlier in the first segment, I haven't eaten dinner, so I'm hungry. It's like all I can think about right now. So if you had a couple of your teammates and you brought them home to Atlanta, Ooh. where are you taking them? And then what kind, what kind of food does this place serve? Man, we're going to Kim's Kitchen. We getting wings at Kim's Kitchen, man. It's the best wings spot in the south side of Atlanta. Shout out to Buddy Mud, Mr. Kim. I, um, Jay Wade know about Kim's Kitchen. We down there in Atlanta. I got him some Kim's Kitchen sent to the hotel room for him. So he really loved it. He said it was a hit. So y'all got to try that. Is that lemon pepper wet? Yeah, hey, it, it, however you want it. However you want like, it. Kim's Kitchen right, I, point. I wrote this down, Mike. So if we decide to take this trip down to Georgia State for football, me, you, Gary, we're going to have to go over and check this out. All right. I'm in. Kim's Kitchen. All right. Mm. Favorite basketball movie? Mm. That, that's a that's a good one. I'm going to say I'm going to say Amateur. Of All Netflix. right. I'm just happy to hear a different answer because we've been getting like Mike from everyone on the team. No, oh, nah. <clears throat> I'm gonna say amateur off Netflix, or I want I want to say loving basketball. Okay, well you got an ODU tie-in on that one. Yeah, either or, you, but you gotta watch the amateur. It's on. It's a Netflix movie. All right, so I want to just pitch something. Loving basketball, obviously, Coach Delicia was in that movie. Yep. The, yeah. The scene yeah. at the LA Sparks game, she was on the Sparks at the time. Oh, okay. So. That's one thing. But second thing, narrow-minded, they work with the library on campus. They're actually showing uh, Love and Basketball in February. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that's, that might be. That's check, check with your schedule. Maybe you can go check that out. I might can. I might can go check that game out. That would be tough. I ain't seen it again in a minute. I, I might have to go watch it again just to see if she actually hit it. All right. I haven't asked this one on the show, and it's a bit like the third rail. I got in a big conversation with Chris Talagani about this. We got stuck at the game for like 30 minutes afterwards. So we're going to go through this pain right now, Danny. Jordan or LeBron? <laughs> yeah, I did it. Wow. Okay. It's, it's really levels to that. It is. It's really levels to that because the time when Jordan played now, if LeBron played back then, it would be hell. I feel like LeBron would be a better player than Jordan, though. But in many ways, it can go both ways. I feel like Jordan was the better person in his timeline. But in this decade, like LeBron would be better than him with his status now. If LeBron played then, he would dominate that league. If Jordan played up here now, he wouldn't really get off for real as much as he he did. A lot of people can do that now. But LeBron is nobody can't do that stuff that he do now. So it's gonna be different. So I'm going with LeBron on that one. LeBron's better. I like ask Coach Maul this if he ever if Coach Maul ever see this video, make sure you tell him I did not pick LeBron. Because <laughs> he loves Jordan. <laughs> I, I'll say this. All right. So Jordan came first. And then Kobe learned from Jordan, right? And he took a lot from Jordan. And then LeBron took a lot from Jordan and Kobe. 
And I'm, so if you're messing with timelines, if you ever watch movies where they go back in time and they mess stuff up, things change. So if you switch their positions, who knows how different it would be? Right. We switch positions. Jordan might be better than LeBron. Yeah. It's all about, you know, it's a mental thing, y'all. They know they got all the knowledge because they've been and watched everybody play down the line. Just how the next generation coming up is going to be better than the generation that's already here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Aaron, you got to ask your music question next. I do. Okay. So I know this is going to come out on a, an audio podcast. Danny, but I always I am not hip when it comes to music. Like I'm I'm I listen to a lot of different stuff, but you know my son jokes on me because I like you know old late forty year old dude music, nineteen eighty stuff and everything. But I'm always looking I'm always looking for suggestions from you guys on this podcast specifically. So I got a, I got a heavy lift tomorrow morning, and Ty has already given me. Meek Mill for tomorrow. So I need a suggestion from you. I've already got Lil Baby. I already got who are some other people I got in my playlist now, Mike? I don't know from the other guys. But who are you telling me if I I need to get hyped tomorrow because I'm lifting heavy? Who am I listening to? Which which Lil Baby songs you got? Let's go there. And I'm not smart. I'm not smart enough to remember that. I just put it in Spotify and hit play. You got oh oh lord. But I'm open to suggestions. Okay, this is one particular song in a in a minute by Lil Baby. That's that's the song that's gonna get you hyped. It gets that's actually my favorite Lil Baby song. So in okay. a minute by Lil Baby, he talks about Clayco, that's where I'm from, Clay County, Atlanta, Georgia. So he talks about where I'm from, everything. Shouts out the city, and he really you know rapping his stuff, so it gets me hyped. I like I like that song. But for overall, right. I say. You got a hard lift. I say you might need to go eBay Young Boy to really conquer that lift. Like eBay Young Boy, play some of his old stuff though. That's you right. I learned about that. Yeah, Chauncey, Chauncey, yep. big fan. <laughs> yeah, play Mike even got me hooked up with some some tennis shoes. Yep, you gonna be Black Air Force Ones in that boy. <clears throat> you gonna be going exactly. crazy. You gonna be going crazy on them. So yeah, it you- did work. It did work. <laughs> All right. So we know you guys have had a very tough season here. Coach gets sick. Um, you lose two teammates to dismissals. You guys haven't won as much as you anyone would like, but you guys keep fighting. What can this team be by the conference tournament, and what do you guys need to do to get there? I feel like once we start to trust each other and know that we all got each other back, that we're going to be okay. I feel like we able to put the piece together at certain spurts in the game that we can see that we can be something bigger than what we are. And I think they all know that because we had a couple meetings and we looked at each other like, come on, like, we can get this. So about time, the time this tournament play come up, I hope we really wake up and we see, like, yo, we can be way bigger than what people looking at us as. So I feel like we got it. Well, Monarch Nation, you know, obviously you, you can look in the stands and you see the supports that's there. So the stands are just waiting to explode. We are here for you guys. We believe in you. We've seen those spurts that you're talking about. and you know, when, when you guys go in those spurts and you're moving the ball and you're playing tough defensively and you guys are t- making that extra pass and taking those good shots. And as Coach KD likes to talk about, what's he say? Focus, effort, energy, and yeah. attitude. Yeah, like you can – we sit in the stands, but it's weird because we can kind of – we can see 
what those words are when you guys are playing. It's like you kind of just recognize what it is when it clicks. And when it clicks, you guys are dominant. You're not competitive, but you're dominant. So once you guys put that all together, we know that the sky is the limit. Well, it definitely is. All right, Danny, do you have a message for Monarch Nation? All right, Monarch Nation, man. Make sure y'all keep continuing to support us when it comes to them home games, man. We're looking out for y'all. Thank you. All right, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We wish you nothing but the best the rest of this season, and go Monarchs. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.